coaching is changing. No more gatekeepers. No more barriers. No one standing between you and your readers. Do you want to make a living from your writing? Join indie bestseller Mark Dawson and James Blatch as they shine a light on the secrets of self-publishing success. This is The Self-Publishing Show. There's never been a better time to be a writer. Hello and welcome. It is The Self-Publishing Show with me, James Blatch. And me, Mark Dawson. Uh, welcome, Mark Dawson. Uh, before we do anything else, we have a Patreon um, uh, supporter to give a shout out to. Thank you very much indeed to our Patreon supporter. Who it is? It's uh, Shadowfall, which is uh, probably, I'm guessing, the name of a book, I would, I would guess. But um, so I don't Shadowfall. know who the author is. Or it is. could be their MI6 code name. Maybe they're operating behind, uh, behind uh, enemy lines and they don't want yes, to be. Yes, who knows? But out. anyway, thank you very much to Mr. Shadow. Can you tell I'm writing an espionage book at the moment? Yes, I can. I I've been reading can. a lot about um, the increment. Oh yes, that is, um, yeah, that's quite interesting. Uh, I've done lots of study on the increment. Also, the Feathermen is worth looking at as well. Feathermen, yeah, E Squadron. I think they're probably known as now. But um, the increment, apparently, apparently, the increment was like a really secret code word that no one knew until an MOD person leaks it in an email in 1991 or something. Can you imagine? You idiot. Yes. <clears throat> anyway, uh, yes, yeah, so if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about military wing of security services here in the UK. Because we don't have a CIA. MI6 or pen pushers, apparently. Although in reality, they're probably not. Enough of that. Um, although I am writing my book again, which I have to say, I had a long period this year where we had a crazy year where I wasn't writing. I'm writing every day again now, which I'm really enjoying. And after 20,000 words into my book, I finally got to a military aviation scene. And funnily yeah. enough... That, that scene flowed out of me like 1,200 words in 25, yeah. 30 minutes, whereas the other scenes I found a little bit more difficult. But that's a, a slight change in genre, so it's just slowed me up a bit. Yeah. So, I am enjoying hey, it. You're in direct competition with me. Good luck. Yes, well, mine's period history, I suppose, is a little bit different. 1970. Yeah, that's true. Well, I have a, I've got an espionage book set in, uh, actually in two, one set behind the Berlin Wall, and I've got one set around the time of Chernobyl, so kind of... Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, far a bit, off. bit yeah. earlier than me. Um, I'm yeah. very much enjoying, and it, it's feeding right into my research as well. We've got Mark Cameron coming onto the podcast soon. I'm going to be interviewing him in a couple of weeks, and he writes the Tom Clancy books now. So I'm reading the latest one of those, which I picked up in a bookshop uh, somewhere abroad, actually, I think in the States. Um, so it's doing very well, uh, and I'm really enjoying that set in, um, set in East mm. and West Berlin, of course, as every good spy novel set in the mid-'80s was. Um, and yeah, lots of little tidbits I'm, I'm gleaning from that, which might help me in my own book. And a couple of things. He wrote, he wrote them. He stopped. He's, he's written his last one. He's passed the baton uh, on to um, another author I'd heard of. I can't remember. He, he mentioned it on a panel. I was, I was on a panel with him in oh, yeah. Vegas, and he, he mentioned that he'd stopped after writing six, I think, or seven. Uh, okay. So, he's good. Yeah. I mean, he's really captured Tom Clancy. He's captured the very best of Tom Clancy and also a little bit of Tom Clancy that irritated me a bit. He's got that as well, which is important because they probably just irritate me, but they are Let very me much guess. That's, that's pages of information on what weapon feels like or... No, not that. I love all that stuff. No, it was more... He was, it, he's such a perfect character, um, Jack Ryan, and his wife is so uh, perfect and their relationship is so perfect and he's such a great dad and that I found nauseating. <laughs> um, you want your characters to be a bit flawed, but Jack yeah. uh, Clancy didn't really do that with Jack Ryan. And... Um, Mark Cameron's done that as well, but that is because he's writing as Tom Clancy and writing that star, and that's very clever to have uh, captured all of that. Most people probably love that. 
yes all american hero stuff so um anyway so i've got that interview to come up so i'm really looking forward to doing um what are you working on at the moment what are you writing atticus i am no i'm finishing middleton 23 called bloodlands and i'm kind of I'm kind of hoping I might be get get it done by the time I go away for Christmas next week, but that's not going to happen now. But which is fine. I, I'm I'm I had a I usually get like a sticky couple of weeks where I've kind of got to about the sixty five thousand words. And it's like oh god, this is rubbish. Um, and then um, I'm through that now. I usually when that happens, I usually go back to the start and just kind of and kind of go over what I've done. And actually, I'm quite pleased with it now. So it's um yeah, much about seventy-seven thousand. So I think it's going to be about a hundred thousand when it's done. But I think it'll be done like January, and then I'll do um, then I'll do Atticus Four, which has been fun actually. I, I might do. I'm kind of thinking I might do a couple of standalone podcasts over Christmas, and one I might do is um is just what I've done with Atticus in this area. So kind of a very, a very local campaign, but still selling. I think nearly two thousand copies now in in one Salisbury Wardstones, which makes it the biggest selling book they've had this year by quite a long way. Um, wow. Had had a had an event last Thursday, which sold out the fastest sellout they've ever had um, in like three days. And I'm going to do a big kind of local launch next year, but at a at a bigger venue. Um, but it's just been really it's fun, you know, have people coming up and signing and um i'm actually going into the store for a couple of hours on saturday morning to sit at a table and and sell because it's perfect for christmas local book signed by the author yes um if i can't sell a couple of hundred in in two hours i'll be disappointed so you know that's um you're yeah, right it's not... you're quite celeb you're going to be asked to turn on the christmas lights <laughs> i'm getting I, I think i mentioned before i'm actually now getting recognized in Salisbury, which is is really quite funny um <clears throat> putting Salisbury on the map why would i want to do that <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> So no, it's um, but that's with you know kind of very local Facebook advertising, which you, you obviously you, yeah. you can do. And I think there is something there for authors who, you know, maybe aren't aren't making a big success of it nationwide, but kind of start smaller, um, mm-hmm. and and they kind of start with a local area, and then kind of extend the boundary, and extend the boundary again, and build word of mouth, and and you can you can do that with very closely targeted ads um, so I'm, i might do something on that i think it'd be quite an interesting one mm, it's also fun it Maybe is you know it's not it's not making me yeah you, you could set something in kind of you know huntingdon or well, know, actually, like a... actually i could i could sell them down your way i could compete with you because boscombe down is kind of the center of my first novel yeah that's true yeah um a lot, you must have is... a lot of xref people living around there it's mostly military mainly army obviously but yeah yeah but yeah, I'm sure there are lots of pirates and things, but yeah, it's um, it's it's fun. Um, kind of, is it is actually? I mean, it's it's not not going to make me a huge amount of money, um, but it is a lot of fun to go into Waterstones and all the staff are like, "Hey, Mark, how you doing?" And yeah. and um, we've got like a, we've ordered another 300 copies. Will you sign them? And and it is actually quite nice to be able to do that and um, and see you know the local Facebook groups. Oh, every town has them i think you know kind of what's on in huntingdon what's on in salisbury with you know five six thousand people in there and so you know i've posted in there before and get like 400 500 comments from from locals so it's it's actually it's really it's been really fun so quite enjoying mm-hmm. that good always like to hear success stories even if they're here in house but um i got a note last night from cara thorburn who's one of our Cambridge authors and she's in the charts ahead of both Zodiac Academy and Sarah J Mass at the moment in her romance dark wow. romance series so um, really kudos to her she's done really well and is doing really well um, 
Good, yes, but it is uh, is a struggle. I had a really good start to the year in sales, made a thousand pounds profit in an early month, and since then it's been more difficult. Focused in the middle of the year on building my list, which went really well, but obviously it's just quite expensive at this point without books to then leverage the list with. But I was signing, you know, good sort of five hundred names a month and a reasonable cost. Switched back to sales for ads and made a small profit last month, which is probably where a lot of people are when they've got two or three books, two and a half books in my mm. case. Yeah, um, it is hard at this this beginning stage. So if you're listening to the podcast and you know you're fed up with hearing how successful everyone else is, um, yeah, you know, it, ta- it takes work and it takes it takes products basically books on the shelf um, and keep keep getting stuff right uh, in the way that you're working and operating which is what this show is all about. Um, and in actual fact, today's interview is going to be about a new, exciting, well, not new, exciting, but an area that's always been around, direct selling, but is certainly on everyone's lips at the moment as an area for uh, for exploiting uh, for us. But before we get there, Mark, should we just give the uh, foundation another shout-out? Because we are getting to the stage where we're going to close applications to the SPF Foundation soon. Yep, so if... Um... So just a very, very quick recap. We we and some very kind sponsors, I won't mention them all now, they're all on the website, um, provide some money um, and also access to our two main courses um, to a, a a number of successful applicants who meet the criteria and are, are selected or you know, picked to take part in the foundation. And it gives people a chance who might not otherwise have the means to be able to uh, take their books and get them packaged correctly or advertised or it just basically gives people a little bit of a shove um, and hopefully that is the kind of early momentum that they need which then builds and take them from maybe not selling very many books to selling what we think those books deserve to sell Um, and um, yeah we've had we've had some some well uh, half a dozen authors who've been through the foundation uh, and we've done this for five six years now so maybe 30 or 40 authors have done it uh, but a good half dozen of those are now making significant amounts of money um you know in some cases kind of really significant amounts of money and i think without the push they they may have got there but it would have been it would have been more difficult and it might have taken them longer so we um yeah, we, we're looking for applicants now and the uh, choosing process will start probably around about Christmas time. So if you want to find out more about that, you go to the website, selfpublishingformula.com. And I think on the top right of the of the drop down menu, there is uh, a tab called foundation. Uh, so if you click that, all the details you'll need will be there. So uh, fill in the application form. It will come to us. And if you're picked, we'll be in touch um, early next year to let you know. Good. And one other uh, thing just to tease ahead is we have two standalone courses being released soon. One is AI marketing for authors, which is, I think I've had the most fun putting a course together um, in a long time, uh, particularly the image work, which I do. Mark does a lot of the tech stuff. So that course on how to leverage AI, how to use it properly for authors and all the things you can do now, um, hand by hand, step by step instructions on how to actually do it. That is coming out in the next few weeks. And then probably after Christmas in January, we will release How to Make Money with Translations. And that's been done by a guest lecturer in Bella Andre, who's a very successful uh, romance writer in her own right. And it's also done super well with translations and has a system methodology to follow. So that is going to come in January. We'll give you more information as we get closer to the release of both of those courses. 
Okay, now direct selling. So this is something that's really come to the fore. In fact, along with AI, it's been the two big, they have been the two big discussion topics at all the conferences that we've been to this year. And there's one company that's got itself very cleverly at the center of the direct selling boom. It is based not far from here. I've visited the factory about 20 miles away from where I'm sitting here in Peterborough in the UK. It's called BookVault, but they have um, partners in the US as well. And when anyone talks about direct selling, they talk about BookVault because it's setting itself up as a company to be positioned perfectly for indie authors to make the most of direct selling special editions and all those good things and in fact if you listen to the creative pen podcast as well you'll know joe is a big fan of book vault in fact if you go to the factory her books are very prominent around the place so let's hear from alex smith the horse's mouth at book vault and then mark and i'll be back for a quick chat at the end of the podcast this is the self-publishing show there's never been a better time to be a writer Alex Smith from Book Vault, welcome to the self-publishing show. Uh, it's good to chat. We've um, we've seen each other around the world, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Just recently, Nink was yeah, nice and hot, which was nice. And London and Peterborough. Now, people may not know where Peterborough is, but I know where it is because it's about fifteen miles away from me, which is sort of coincident. But that's where Book Vault is based, and you are a. I mean, there are two big talking points at the moment. One is AI, but the other one is direct selling. And your name, BookVault's name, is, is in every other conversation about direct selling. So you better introduce yourself to us. Yeah, so uh, my name is Alex. I'm the technical lead here at BookVault. Um, so BookVault is a kind of print-on-demand platform um, built by a company called Print-on-Demand Worldwide. So we're a company that have been in the printing scene, digital print, for around 30 years now. Um, so the past, we printed for traditional publishers in the UK, such as, as kind of Taylor & Francis, uh, Bloomsbury Publishing, uh, and people like that. And it wasn't until around two to three years ago that we opened up our platform that was originally kind of cordoned off the publishers to the indie market and authors around the world. So it kind of enables people to, I guess, get access to the publisher grade features, but as an indie author and, and, and kind of an individual as well. We have our own print facility as well in the UK. So um, made a, a large amount of investment over the last couple of years, kind of really automating that and kind of dialing it down to a T. And then we also work with partner facilities around the world as well. So we've we've got a partner facility in the US and then we're also launching one in the coming weeks in India as well. So we're wow. kind of really building that print network around the world to kind of enable one platform to print globally. Yeah. And what I really love about this situation is that you say it's 30 years. So 30 years you've been printing in, in the kind of traditional space. But I really feel that you've recognised the growth potential of the indie market and are pivoting your business towards them? Oh, without a doubt. I think we kind of see it as a bit of the future, to be fair. I think it's the way that people are going. If they can earn more money and it's all these simple platforms enable them to, it's the way they're going to go. I mean, I've seen people that kind of hybrid publish and always bring in more through indie. So it it does seem like the way to go. And I think it was that we attended the self-publishing show a couple of years ago, and that's where it kind of really opened our eyes up that, yeah, this is the market we want to be in. I mean, as well, everyone's just so much nicer. Everyone wants to sell their books, and they've got they've got a passion to sell their books as well, which is like what we want to want to see. We want to help people on their journey and see them come from having their first book to uh, tens of thousands of pounds coming in each month. So that's yeah. that's kind of the route that we want to take. Well, you're a great addition to the community. It's great to have you around and the company there, and it's um it's exciting what people are doing. I had Joe Penn on the podcast uh, last week. I interviewed Joe Penn last week. I'm not sure when it's going out. Probably going out uh, before this interview. And she held up very proudly her her, her book, um, the Shadows book, and uh, a gold, I think a gold braided one, which looked amazing. And that's all done through you guys. 
Yeah, so that's something we're really trying to, I guess, break the mold of POD. So um, I guess quite a lot of the publishers, we call it the dirty work. They always used to give us the work that that no one else wants to do, and, and it would always be that we would do it. So that's something we've kind of dialed down in our productability a lot. We kind of have, have built a lot of workflows and processes to do what other printers find a bit difficult, automated and, and in a production environment that we can get them out in quite quickly as well. So that's why we're trying all these new innovative things, such as, as you say, the printing of foil, um, box sets, ribbons, and all those exciting things to try and enable people to effectively sell their products for a higher price and earn more. Because I think that's the whole thing, especially when you talk about direct sale, and it's all about upsells. So if you can sell your book for £10 on Amazon as a standard product, but then you can sell it on your own website with a foil cover and a ribbon for an extra £15, that's always going to be great. Yeah, and that is definitely something people are thinking about, particularly those authors who have big established audiences and a decent sized mailing list. You'll always be um, perhaps blown away by by the fact that people are prepared to pay 25, 30 pounds for a special edition of one of your books. And that's where this whole system works. Yeah, certainly. I think it's all about targeting those super fans that are, are really kind of, they invest in you as well as the stories. So they're much happier to maybe wait a bit longer for their books, but you know, get their books and have a really nice thing that they can put on their shelf and, and kind of promote for you. So yeah, really nice. Yeah. So that's the kind of one-off special editions. People might use that for Kickstarters. I think that's what Joe did with her book uh, and so on. But actually the stock in trade probably for most of us is going to be setting up a sort of Shopify, uh, just, just selling our own books. Either, I guess, stuffing envelopes on our kitchen table, but you also do the whole thing, right? You do the fulfillment. Yeah, so we have a range of apps now. We're kind of adding them as, as quick as we can. So the big one for us is Shopify. Um, that's obviously the one that seems to be taking the indie market by storm. But we also work with WordPress, with WooCommerce as well. Um, just recently launched Wix as well, which is a big one for us. I think we're the first in the printing space to do that, um, as well as Zapier. So that enables you to link up multiple apps together. So those kind of platforms all tie into BookVault. So effectively, you would install the BookVault app onto your chosen website. Um, we would then kind of pick up the products that you want to sell. Um, we then provide the customer at the point of um, buying the book, the up-to-date shipping price so that you get charged what they get charged. Um, so there's no kind of manually putting 10,000 rates in, etc. I think with the Shopify store, we manually upload 42,000 shipping prices. So that would obviously take you a, a long time to do. So it kind of all flows through BookVault. So as soon as the customer places the order, it comes straight to BookVault, we print and send it directly to the customer, whether that be kind of locally in the US from our US facility in the UK or globally. Yeah, that's amazing. So in the, in the UK, it's your factory and I've been there. We, uh, we had a tour of the factory and saw the amazing printing machines. Um, and, but in the U US, you use a partner facility, but is that transparent to us if I set up a Shopify with, for US customers as well, just feel the same to me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you set up your store, it would literally say BookVault UK and BookVault US, and you can choose only to ship from BookVault UK or to choose BookVault US. It's kind of completely up to you. So, and they would um, ship out of Ohio. So we've got a, a, a working agreement with um, Baker and Taylor in the US. So they're who are printing it for us. Um, so we're, we're kind of going off the mold and not using Ingram, but I think that's what quite a few of our customers like as well, because I have to admit, we went through loads of printers, but their, their quality was really great. So that's why we chose them. Great. That's good that you've got a partner. And I can see you potentially expanding yourself at some point into the States. 
without a doubt yeah i think especially attending more and more u.s conferences it's yeah making me really want to i mean certainly with the weather from florida i think if, if yeah. you want to set up a factory in florida i'll happily move out there that'd be great <laughs> yeah uh, now just to get into a bit more detail about how this works because you know some people um including me to an extent because i don't have a lot of time to look at the technical side of it don't know fully appreciate what you mean when you say you have an app on wix or, or on wordpress and so on what, what are we actually talking about here um, so effectively, on the uh, if you take Shopify as an example, there's the Shopify app store, so you can get all your different apps. So you can get a email app, um, kind of uh, yeah, a pop up app, and all stuff like that. So all you do is search in the app store for Book Vault. It comes up. You um, install the app, log into your account, and it kind of talks you all through there. And we've got a really great knowledge base um, on our website that kind of talks you through the stage of how to do everything. And equally, we've got a great support team as well. So if you do struggle, you can reach out to us, and we can arrange a Zoom call, etc., to, to go through things. Yeah. So basically, you build your website. You 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 drop in these these apps as you call them onto a panel, and then. Uh, in the background, you get it on your app, you load your products. Where do you do that? Yeah, so on the Book Vault portal, you can add all your titles. So um, you can, if you have your own ISBN, upload your own ISBN. Or equally, if it's just to sell direct, we can provide you with a fake ISBN because they're not going out to retailers. You don't need an original kind of registered ISBN. So we can provide you a fake one. And then effectively, yeah, once you've uploaded them and uploaded the files to the Book Vault platform, we'll then kind of link them up to the store and print and dispatch them for you. Okay. Uh, and how... How is the take-up of these products? I mean, they're pretty early days, aren't they? I think Wix was only a few weeks ago. Yeah, Wix is Wix is kind of an early one. We haven't shouted about it yet. We normally like to, to leave it. This is the first time we've kind of, I guess, globally released it. Um, we're working with Stuart from Digital Authors Toolkit. So he's absolutely fantastic. And yeah, he's certainly the one to go to if you want to set up a Wix website. He's been kind of testing it as well, giving us a bit of feedback because that's what we always, I guess, as a developer... I kind of know how I want it to work, but equally we get a lot of feedback and we work on that quite closely. So yeah, the, the Shopify one's been a massive intake. I think last month we had our, our biggest um, kind of install, I think just shy of 350 people installing it in a month, which again is a, a massive uptake of authors really pushing for direct sales. And we're only seeing that kind of increase more and more. So it's it's exciting. Yeah, well, hopefully I'll be able to give you feedback soon because Stuart Grant does yeah, look after my website, which is on Wix, and we do have direct selling. And I use an awful clunky PayHip system at the moment, which looks horrible. So I am um, very much looking forward to it. And also, the you know, I do autographed editions, which I will, yeah. for the time being at least, will have to do at home. I can't see a way around that unless I unless I take it. I presume is it possible I could bring a box up to you at some point in Peterborough? Yeah, we don't normally do stocking, but something we are looking at is potentially sending out pre-printed covers that people can sign the inside of the cover, and then we then bind the cover to the text block. Right. So that's something we're, we're investigating, or whether it be a kind of book stickers that you stick in with a signed plate, etc. So it's something that we, we are looking at. I, I guess we're very much, our facilities very much say no to stock. So we're very much, yes. literally a book comes off the end of the production line and goes out the next door kind of within a couple of hours. So, but it is certainly, we've... We've had a lot of feedback for it. I know we last year did the Kickstarter with Joanna Penn. She came in and signed, I think it was 700 books in a nice. in a morning. I think, yeah, Cuffer's Tunnel there with her hand. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was it was good. So it is something we're open to and looking at. Yeah, you'd very quickly fill up your premises, wouldn't you? You'd have to get a um, 
one of those disused farming warehouses in the fence <laughs> uh, to fill up with books if you did stock. Um, Look, there's quite a lot around here. So. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so basically, this is for the, the ideal scenario is, is is your shop selling your versions of your books, not going through Amazon or any of the other retailers, doing it direct. And just tell us again about the fees side of things. So how does that work? Yeah, so as a platform, we introduced an upload fee. Um, so we didn't initially start with one, but um, after about a month of launching, we had someone upload twenty thousand books, all with different picture of the kittens on. I don't know how they did it because it wasn't even an automated version. They must have paid some some labor somewhere to quickly upload them all. But in a space of a month, completely flooded our system. Um, so we had to introduce an upload fee. So the upload fee is £19.95 or $24.95 per title. And that's a one-off fee. And you don't have to pay to change the specifications or the files. It's literally just that one-off. I call it a barrier to entry, but it's not. It's like a a barrier there to stop people mass uploading. Yes. But there's a couple of ways around that. So we work with a lot of organizations, be it Novelist Incorporated. Um, we work with um, Alliance of Independent Authors as well. It's a big one for us. So um, all members of them get unlimited uploads. So there's a free code to upload as many titles as you want. So that's that's kind of free there. We also have plans as well. So we've got Book Vault Pro, um, which is probably the one that majority of people use. And you pay £89.95 a month and then you get unlimited uploads. And that's done on a month-by-month -month basis as well. So you could literally go to Book Vault Pro, upload all your titles in a month, and then drop straight back down to the free plan as well. So that's kind of a way of uploading all your titles at once. Yeah. And um, I, and so think, that's that. I think you're going to extend that offer to uh, SPF listeners, listeners to the show? Yes, without a doubt, yes. Okay. So, um, yeah, certainly saw that out. Yeah, okay. So if um, we'll, we'll sort that out. So you'll get a code for, is that unlimited free uploads of your titles? Uh, for the podcast, it's free, free uploads. And then, yeah, we can sort out other codes in the future as well. I think, yeah, certainly. Okay, so free uploads. And if you go to selfpublishingformula.com forward slash book vault, it will be the URL and you can grab your code from there. Uh, so absolutely be part of that. Uh, as you say, yeah, those those bad actors, I mean, goodness knows what was going on with the kittens, but I think... Uh, yeah, I mean, I like kittens, but not 20,000 of them. <laughs> Yeah, and I think if you're in an online organization, this is what Amazon deal with every day, isn't it? They end up with um, with people trying to game the system with their low content stuff. Uh, that's the thing. I mean, we, we will happily accept low content. It's just that it's got to be low content that you're prepared to sell because, hmm. as I say, people will upload loads of low content and it's kind of all those get quick get rich quick schemes on Amazon where you know you can upload 20,000 books and they'll make $10,000 a month etc mm. with no marketing or anything like that so that's kind of we don't want those people but we do want the low content people that really do put effort in to try and sell yeah yeah um good and it's uh it's it's a fascinating physical world to see and that I guess I mean the machines get bigger and more efficient and that must have changed a lot in your time because the ability of you to to scale up is built in, I think, to the, the investment you've made recently in equipment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been with the company seven years now. And even in the seven years, I've seen us go through three large printers and kind of evolving to there. But yeah, I mean, when we first started, it was kind of your, not to the extent of the press at home with a little digital printer, but kind of, the, I guess, only two or three meters long digital press that was churning out sheets of paper. But now we're using an inkjet. Um, we're able to print color books onto coated stocks um, and a big thing for us with um, the technology we've done is we can charge per color page as well so that's a massive advantage so effectively if you had a hundred page book with only two pages of color we'll only charge you for those two pages of color 
Um, and that's really good for special editions because you can put, say, a, a splash page at the front of the book or chapter headings, and it doesn't become a full-color book and really expensive. Wow, that's great. Like those old, beautiful Enid Blyton books where they, they had a color plate on the on the inside of the cover and the rest of the illustrations were black and white, which I guess was quite common in the old days. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we do that. That's worked really well for us. And as you, as you say, I think when you saw, we no longer print in sheets of paper. It's all on like a massive... I say it's a massive toilet roll um, with about 10 kilometers of paper on it. And, and that flies through our printer really quickly. So, yeah, it's a, a changed world. I'll try and upload some of the video to go with this uh, this podcast interview. But we, we went and visited. I mean, that machine, it turns a corner. It goes like 90 degrees. Yes. The yeah. And then there's this very clever bit in the middle, very large sort of glass case, which is a buffer zone. If one part of the machine is going faster than the other part, it sort of buffers up for a little bit and then starts... I mean, I guess makes sense, uh, so it doesn't have to stop, but it's an incredible thing to see. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, at the end of the line, when it pushes the paper out, it has to stop the line, so the printer keeps on printing, so it doesn't stop. And yeah, it's a really efficient thing. So, yeah, we I think we print uh, about I can't remember what 150 meters per minute um, for our printers, and wow. each sheet of paper has kind of six pages in a row. So it's yeah, it's it's quite a quick and efficient piece of kit. Yeah, and cheap, I'd imagine. It, it may, yeah, it's made print a lot more affordable. I mean, as a price point, we sit kind of slightly above Amazon KDP, um, but then we sit on par or below Ingram. So we fit quite nicely there. And I mean, the whole point of us not sitting with KDP's prices is because if we did, we'd have to drop our quality and we don't want to do that. That's kind of our big thing is that we want to produce beautiful books. And that's that's kind of, yeah, where we want to sit there. And is it all, is it POD is what you do? It, what if uh, an author wanted 20,000 of their books, would they be better off going to Clay or someone of the big industrial printers? I think normally it's certainly something we could look at. We do have, so we have volume discounts. So um, up until a thousand books, we kind of drop the percentage. Uh, I think a thousand books, we give a 10% discount and we can go further. Um, it's all a point of if you've got that large run, speak to our team because, yeah, we can certainly look at that. We have done 20,000 book runs in the past. So it's certainly something we can do. Um, yeah, definitely. Great. Okay, so people, where can people find you and how can they get going with Book Vault? Yeah, so it's all on our website. We've got a, a really easy quoting calculator as well, so you can get a quote before you even start with Book Vault. Um, and that's all on our website as a bookvault.app. Um, so you can find all about there. You can create an account on there um, and you can, uh, say, completely view the whole process before you create an account. We don't want you to be tied in as soon as you sign up. So the best place to go is on our website. Great. Are you seeing a, an increase in, I mean, it feels like there's an increase in, in authors going direct. You must be feeling that at the front end. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it, it's crazy. We were looking back. Um, obviously, when we we're dealing with publishers, we're getting six or seven new customers a month because um, obviously it'd be large scale publishers. But yeah, I think last month was our record. Uh, yeah, an insane amount. We've uh, absolutely destroyed that target. So it's it's really good. I think we hit it at the right time. Um with direct sales because yeah it really is a push i mean nink was all about it I, I mean all the other conferences we've been to have been all about direct sales and i think people are starting to see that you know if they take control of their own journey it's it's a lot better than relying on the big likes of amazon and, and stuff like that for your sales i mean if you pair it with book funnel as well um for direct sales you've got a really strong tool there yeah and you can even do audiobooks through book funnel have the whole gamut available to people yeah definitely yeah Brilliant. Well, very exciting what you've done. Thanks for hosting us at, uh, at Peterborough the other week. It was great to see see the machines in action. I'm a bit of a geek about machines anyway. I mean, normally flying machines, but I was impressed with your printer. 
Yeah, no, I, I have to admit, yeah, even I still love going down there. Certainly the trimmer at the end, that's, yeah, yeah. that's always mesmerising. Yeah. And actually, the one thing that surprised me, my takeaway from visiting a factory, is still quite a lot of hands-on manual stuff. And I guess gradually a lot of that will become automated. But at the moment, if you want your gold leaf and stuff done, there's probably someone sitting yeah. in the corner doing it. Yeah, there is certainly for those, as I say, that dirty work, the special editions and stuff like that. It's what someone sits there and does. And that's why you do pay a little bit more. But I think it's all about the core products. If you can automate the core products, so yeah. say a paperback, there's two touch points and that's one scanning them out and one moving them from one production conveyor to the other. So there is, yeah, it, it's all about kind of automating it as much as possible, certainly with the bespoke stuff, because there's so much variation and people want so much kind of different things. It kind of gets a bit hard to automate it because people say you'd have to change the machine every minute. I, I think what we're looking at with certain things like sprayed edges, that's a machine we're looking at at the moment where it would print on the the um, kind of white page of the book and that looks really nice and there's a nice automated machine we're looking at for that. So it's certainly in time, yeah, there'll be less touch points. Brilliant, Alex. And just a reminder, if people want that code for free uploads, it's uh, selfpublishingformula.com forward slash bookfault. Um, we'll put some information in there about the rest of the company as well. So, brilliant, Alex. Thanks very much indeed. Good to see you on the beach in Florida. Hope you had a good yeah, time. Thanks, Alex. I did notice. Definitely. I did notice the two of you looking a little bit slower one morning than other mornings. I, 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 but, I don't uh, know if you noticed both of us. I think one of us was missing. So uh, <laughs> I was I was certainly there for coffee in the morning. There was a man man down, wasn't there? At one point. I'm not. I'm not commenting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so it's Las Vegas next, and nothing like that happens there, of course. So. No, of course not. <laughs> we'll see you in the desert uh, next month. But yeah, thanks very much indeed. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us on. Thank you very much. This is the Self Publishing Show. There's never been a better time to be a writer. There you go. That's Alex Smith from uh, Book Vault. I think I mentioned I went to the factory a while back. It's all brilliant to see that huge ream of paper being turned into uh, paperbacks. It's all very clever the way that works. And the cleverest bit, I think I mentioned this before, was it turns 90 degrees, this machine. It's so long around the factory. In the middle bit, it has a buffer because one part of the machinery might go at a slightly different speed from the other part. And obviously the paper will just rip. So they have this huge area where you just see the paper building up and building up and then stretching out and stretching out it's all very clever and uh, gripping to see but that's you know that's print on demand that's book by book being printed in an automated system ripping Rip, gripping ripping Rip, gripping i don't think you mean it. gripping like kind of like, oh my god this is thrilling this <laughs> says more about you than it's compelling um, else, i think well it's like staring at a fire it's compelling compelling yes i suppose so. I don't intriguing know if that's the right word. fascinating intriguing. yeah right i'll get my thesaurus but Quite the author. Yes, indeed. I am also an author. Um, you are, yeah. Okay, all right. Look, that's it. Thank you very much indeed to Alex Smith. Big yawn. It's cold and wintry here. I can't struggle mm. to wake up every morning. It's damp weather. I want those blue sky days again we had last week. Uh, they may yeah. come back. Still, I'll be in the snow soon, and you're going to be in the sun. You're going away somewhere. I'm going Sunny. to the Maldives next next Thursday <sighs> to record this. Yeah, wow. So You're going to be in one of those little houses on stilts in the Indian Ocean. Yeah. It is, yeah, 29 degrees at the moment. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. Oh, that would be amazing. Well, it'd busy, be my, busy my, couple of days, a couple of weeks be, to get things ready. Minus 29 where I'm going, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, it is indeed. Okay, thank you very much indeed uh, to everyone, particularly the team uh, behind this podcast. Do get it out to you. Uh, all that remains for me to say is there's a goodbye from him. And a goodbye from me. Goodbye. goodbye. Get show notes, the podcast archive, and free resources to boost your writing career at selfpublishingshow.com. 
Join our thriving Facebook group at selfpublishingshow.com forward slash Facebook. Support the show at patreon.com forward slash selfpublishingshow. And join us next week for more help and inspiration so that you can make your mark as a successful indie author. Publishing is changing, so get your words into the world and join the revolution with The Self-Publishing Show.